Hey, everybody. Emily Abadi here. You are listening to 5-Minute Friday. Can I tell you, when a couple of weeks go by and I don't do one of these, I I know this is a one-sided conversation except for the interactions that we have on social over email and direct message. <laughs> but I, I think to myself, like, oh, it's been so long since we've had a moment to catch up. <laughs> do you feel that way? Am I crazy? I'm unsure. Uh, yeah, since I last did a five-minute Friday, I mean, we're in a new year. Uh, 2024 has really started off in a way that makes me feel excited. I'm locking in opportunities and gigs for work. I'm uh, really on my health and wellness game. I've been sticking with a slew of my habits, which make me feel energized and excited. Uh, one of my goals for the year was to really lock back into my morning routine. And for me now, I make it a point not to touch my phone until after I'm done with my breathwork and journaling practice, which means that it'll be at least 15, 20, 30 minutes in the morning before I'm checking it out. What I've come to realize is that nothing time sensitive is going to happen in those 30 minutes more often than not. I'm talking for except extreme circumstances. And for me, having that space for myself, the morning as a whole is a really big, this is Emily time. But that extra 30 minutes being disconnected from the world where I have that space to breathe and to do things for me, it feels really, really good. So yeah, I wake up and I make my coffee and I do the open nervous system reset. And I'll link to that in the show notes if you're interested in getting in on the free classes. And then I journal and I just started a new journal. I think there are a few feelings in the world that feel better than that. Having a fresh start on paper. And then I go about the rest of my day. I usually work out in some way or I go outside for a walk. I get back in. I make my omelet. I'm doing Whole30 right now. That even feels good. I'm also doing mostly dry January with the exception of dates or like planned events. So I've only had one evening of two beverages so far. We're 12 days in, which feels really refreshing. And then I shake up my AG1 and I come to my desk. And that's every morning. And that's feeling really good for me. Something that's not feeling so good, and what I want to talk about here, is my ribs. So last week, I was on a a run in Brooklyn, and I was running by a large baseball field. And next to it, there was a ton of uneven sidewalk. And I just... My foot hit the ground the wrong way. I kicked it the wrong way and I went flying. I was in the middle of an interval rep. So I was running faster than my normal pace. And I remember being in the air and then I was not. And then I was on the ground and then all the pain started and I was bleeding my hand, my knee. I ripped my pants, my leggings and my shirt. Thankfully, my favorite athleta vest did not rip. Uh... And I was just audibly saying to myself, like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, like telling myself that I was okay because there was absolutely no one around. And it wasn't until I got home and then later on as the day progressed and the same thing happened when I injured my shoulder in a bike accident last year that I started to feel a lot of discomfort in my rib area, specifically like my mid chest, closer to my breastbone, like under my left breast. I guess there's like no cute way to say that. 
And I noticed as I breathed in, it would hurt more, especially deep breathing. And then when I tried to lie down, I was in pain and I was like, oh my gosh. So I called my first my first uh, call every time I'm sick or hurt or anything. <laughs> That's my mom. And uh, my mom is beyond the awesomeness that all moms are. She is uh, also a registered nurse. She was like, sounds like you bruised your ribs. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, like I feel as though I've come so far navigating so many injuries over the past couple of years with first that plantar fasciitis and now the tendonitis in my left knee. And now that tendonitis is like slowly easing up. And of course, as that starts to happen and I feel like I'm really finding my groove again, I trip and fall on my face and bruise a rib. So thankfully, I mean, it's been a week since it happened, and I am feeling uh, certainly better than last Thursday. I'm doing all of my running in a way that my heart rate's not getting over around 145 average beats per minute, and that helps me keep my breathing under control and enables me to keep on without pain. My huge rule for activity, regardless of what the injury is, is as long as you can do the activity without exacerbating an injury. Again, I mentioned plantar fasciitis, a bad knee, and now this rib situation. As long as you can do an activity without exacerbating it, making your condition worse, it is okay to do that activity. And of course, I have my own education being a certified trainer and a certified run coach. But in addition, I have the support of my physical therapist when it comes to navigating my situations in that way. This is not medical advice. Let me caveat that. And so I'm still moving. I'm moving. I'm grooving. I'm moving. I'm grooving. I'm uh, slowing down my pace. I'm keeping things contained and I'm taking it one day at a time. Yes, it's frustrating to be in this position. Yes, there are things that are beyond my control, but I'm learning every single day the importance of doing the best you can with what you have. And right now, I know it to be true that that's my only option. And worrying about the things that are beyond my control, it does not serve me. I'll say that one more time. Worrying about the things that are beyond your control does not serve you. And so I choose to alleviate my anxiety by letting go. I choose to alleviate my anxiety by letting go. My prompt for you this week, what's one thing that you would be better for if you let go a little bit? What is one thing in your life right now that you may not have control over that you could be a little bit better if you loosen your grip and let go a little bit? And now, a listener question. Hey, Emily. I'm in need of some advice trying to adapt to a work-from-home situation. I'm finding it super hard to get motivated and be productive. I tend to roll out of bed straight to the computer and... Mostly, I just want to spend time playing with my puppy. Any suggestions for how to amp up inspiration and productivity to get and stay motivated in a work-from-home situation? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Ooh, a good one. I think it's so funny, right? Because we all had to adapt to this in 2020 for the most part, depending on the nature of your profession, of your job. And it isn't talked about so much anymore that this is still something that so many of us are doing. We are still working from home and it's still a discussion that is relevant and important to have. 
I totally can understand your frustration about feeling a little not the best when it comes to rolling out of bed and sitting down at your computer to work. So I'm going to offer two pieces of advice. The first thing I'm going to say is if it's possible, avoid that from point A to point B in that it doesn't need to be a massive workout. But the best thing you can do for yourself is get in a little bit of movement and sun exposure before you find it time to focus. So maybe it's downloading a podcast, maybe it's Hurdle, maybe it's not, or listening to some relaxing jazz music and going for a 15 to 20 minute walk around your neighborhood. I know it's a little cold these days, so bundle up depending on where you are. Or if you don't have the bandwidth to do that, it can literally just be five to 10 minutes of stretching. Put on a Peloton yoga practice. If you can't even make yourself stretch, then maybe it's sitting down with an open meditation. I've now mentioned that twice in this episode. But do something before you start working that's giving back to yourself because we know that once you put your oxygen mask on, then you can better show up not only for yourself, but for others. The second thing I will say is have small routines that you can do throughout the day that break up the monotony of a work from home situation. So there are moments when I'm sitting at my laptop and I am feeling totally just zonked. I'm not being productive. I'm kind of just staring into space. And in those moments, I do one of two things. I get up and I clean part of my apartment. So maybe I have laundry that I've been meaning to fold or I know that I need to tidy up the living room or clean the stove or something. So I'll do something that takes about 15 to 20 minutes and take a break from looking at a screen. And then when I sit down again, I feel more energized and capable to tackle the next thing. Or I have this great guided journal and I'm going to put it in the show notes, the link to it. It's called You Already Have the Answers, 365 Questions to Reveal Your Greatest Strengths. It's by Amanda Debert. And I'll literally open up this journal and just write in it answering questions for about 10 minutes. And then the same thing, I'll come back to my work and I'll feel more energized and more capable. One other thing, again, movement is medicine. If you have the bandwidth or ability, maybe you don't want to clean, maybe you don't want to write in the journal, move your body for 10 minutes. Take an exercise snack, as my friend Joe Holder calls it. It can be a guided workout from an app. It can literally be just one lap around the block. Do something to snap you out of whatever funk you feel like. Bring some energy back into the body. Break the matrix, if you will, and you'll be better for it. That's it for this week. Make sure you're following along with us over on social. It's at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. 